A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, babies. babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. My name is Emily. And my name is Lisa. And where's Joey? Hey. <laughs> Lisa's Joey. <laughs> Today. He didn't show up. He didn't the real Joey up. didn't show up. He's in a bad mood, I guess, all the time. All the time. I am so sleepy, and I'm going to try not to be. I'm really sleepy, too. I think allergies are maybe happening. Yes, they are. Yeah, that's been an issue. Um, I, you know, I know I didn't sleep well when I had, like, a very long, wild dream right before waking up. Oh, yeah. I definitely did, where I was like, I feel like I lived an entire movie. I uh, just got a Fitbit. Ooh, so, how do you like it? It's all over for you hoes because now I know how little I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought, I th- for some reason, I thought I was like a hardcore sleeper. Like, no, I get I get like nine hours of sleep a night, solid. Yeah, because I'm tired all the time. So that means I like to sleep. And it's like, no, that you're tired all the time because you never sleep. I get like five or six hours of sleep. Shit. It's not enough. It's not enough. You need either seven and a half or nine. Seven and a half or not. Oh, because <laughs> so, yeah. if you get eight, you're not getting like a full. You're getting a weird like half cycle or something, oh, I think. I thought eight I'm, was a standard. I, I'm paraphrasing something I read on the internet five months ago. So, so I, don't listen to me. Okay, because I got seven and that a half. That doesn't go for the listeners. Listeners keep listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> All of you must keep listening. Um, I got seven and a half one night and I was like, damn, so close to eight. So seven and a half is good. You're I saying. think seven and a half is like a natural time when you would wake up. Okay. I think eight is an awkward amount of time. Yeah. And I think it's different for women and men. I think women need more sleep than men. They but- do. I've read that in a study. Um, I read an article about the study that said yeah. that. Um, Ugh, anyway, sleeping so boring. I don't want to do it more. <laughs> so boring. What do you think about when you try to go to sleep? Have we talked about this? Like, are, what are the things you picture when you're like, I'm trying to be channel the most tired feeling I've ever had? Um, I usually think about horses or something, or, or I just think about like how tired my body is. And I try to just be like, Ooh, yeah, you're so sleepy. Yeah. Can't wait to go to sleep. Usually I just read a book until things stop making sense anymore. <laughs> and then I just clonk out. Like I, I don't usually have that much trouble falling asleep. When I'm really struggling, I like to think that I've been traveling for like 25 hours and I just got home. Yeah. And it's like all I've been wanting to do is lie down in the bed and I pretend like that's what just happened. Yeah. I'm like jet lagged and I've been awake for a really long time and I just like, yeah. That's good. That helps. Also, I think about this one nap I took when I was like 18. <laughs> where I was at, I was working at summer camp and it was really hot out. And in the afternoon, I didn't have anything I had to do. And they just had these giant pillows that were like five feet by five feet or some shit. And I just laid down in the shade under a tree on one of those pillows and I took a nap and it was so nice. The best nap of your life. Is it sad that you peaked at 18 nap, nap wise? Well, you know what? I got a long life ahead of me. Yeah. We don't know what naps are in my future. You got to get one of those pillows, first of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got, I've been doing a lot of pillowscaping in my office on my <laughs> daybed, so I need to not think about pillows again for a while. Um, I have a story to tell. Ooh, I'm excited. We, I don't know if there's anything else we want to talk about first, but 
Um, many of you know that uh, back in, I think, January or some shit, my dog Alan ate something that got stuck in his intestines and he had to have emergency surgery. He's a small dog, so he's like a high risk and he tries to eat every, like all garbage. Yeah. And so there's a high risk that things that he eat will get lodged in his intestines and require surgery. Yeah. So we have to be really careful about this and is like Junie. She has, she has a high risk of eating stuff that gets stuck that in her throat. Stuck. Yeah, it's really annoying because he just wants to eat everything. And yeah, it's, imagine if he was 900 pounds and you were trying to stop him oh from- Oh my God. God, yeah. it sucks. Um, so we had an incident where he very recently like ate something on one of his walks. We knew what it was. We knew it was something that could get stuck. And so we basically decided- we had to like panic decide like, okay, I guess we're going to take him to the emergency vet and try to make him throw up instead oh, no. of waiting to see if he'll pass it. And so uh, I'm sure you have been through the experience of going to the emergency vet like after hours. There's, they're crowded. Yeah. It takes a really long time. And now with COVID, you just sit in your car the whole time. Oh, and so that sucks. We took him to the emergency vet. And we were sitting in the parking lot and we, you know, they came and they got him. He was really upset about it. <laughs> Alan was, I mean, he did not want to go. He never wants to go. Been taking him to the vet a ton recently and it's just been annoying. And he knows like, so now it's to the point where every time we get in the car, he starts like, he gets really scared anytime I stop the car because he thinks the vet's going to come oh, take him. He's traumatized. Yeah. I have to start <laughs> driving him other places. Anyway, so we're sitting in the parking lot for two hours and we're under this big like eucalyptus tree or something. And I just keep hearing like pops, pops. Like it sounds like <laughs> it's like rattling. Like it sounds like nuts are falling on the car. And every time it's like super startling. And were I'm like, at, is Alan back? Were you at ASG? Yes. Yes. They yes. have eucalyptus, eucalyptus trees in yes. the parking lot. Um, I remember it well. Parking spot 16. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're there for two hours, like every, you know, five or 10 minutes, there's a big rattle as something hits the top of my car. And <laughs> eventually Peter looks over and is like, was that bird shit on your window before? And I was like, no, we realized the entire time it's just bird shit. <laughs> it's just, I look, I peer up out the window. I can kind of see up in the tree. There's a bunch of like white herons or cranes oh like wow. big seabirds yeah perch like roosting in the tree <laughs> we've been there from like 9 30 p.m to 11 30 p.m and the entire time they have just been absolutely dominating my car <laughs> with their turns like they're just snacking on those little nuts maybe yeah and i mean them out. i don't know if they were there were never nuts. It was just their shit the yeah. entire time. Yeah. And uh, just huge, <laughs> just absolute paint job. And <laughs> so then it was also it was like we were terrified to get out of the car because it was just like the, the splash zone. <laughs> so we it's especially <laughs> scary that it's at night. I don't know why. It just is. Yeah, because you're just like, what's happening? You yeah. can't. And and, you know, because they weren't going anywhere. It was like they were there for the <laughs> night, you know, and we were just parked right underneath. 
And so Alan is fine. They made him throw up and they got the thing out. Aww. So that was good. Um, the next day, <laughs> I was like, I guess I should take my car to the car. <laughs> the whole top of my car is just fucking Did you plastered. take a picture? Yes, I took a picture. I'll show it to you. I posted it on my Twitter like when it happened, which was like a week ago. Oh, I um, but I'll, I'll show it. So <laughs> I just mean for the listeners, they can find it on my Twitter. But yeah. I'll show you, Lisa, and you, Rob, if you haven't seen it. But um yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, the next day I had a little bit of extra time. I decided to go to the car wash while I was out. And I pull up and there's a guy <laughs> who's like checking me in. And he goes, is that paint? And I just slowly shook my head and I was like, it's not paint. <laughs> and I just like watched his face as he realized. He was like, oh, <laughs> like, they got to be used to that at the car wash. Yeah, I was like, you know what the other options are because this is your job. They've seen like, worse. He was like, we'll get it out. We'll get it that's out. Great. I was like, oh, that's great. I was like, good luck. <laughs> and so I obviously upgraded to the maximum car wash. And I went through um, and came out to like pop my mirrors out and like dry off my backup camera or whatever and I looked at the top of my car and there was still so much perch really they didn't get it all and I went back around and went and I like pulled up again and he was like hey and I was like I'm back and then he like looked at the top of my car and he was like oh my god we didn't get it all and he was like I'm gonna have I'm gonna talk to the manager this one's gonna be on the house oh my god oh my god (laughs) and while he was like waiting for the manager to approve it I explained what happened I was like I was at the emergency vet there were some birds roosting in the the tree above my car and he was like oh yeah they were probably waiting for the emergency vet too because they were sick (laughs) (laughs) that's why they had diarrhea (laughs) it's kind of close to the river there Mm -hmm. so yeah it's yeah they're like fishing birds yes they are yeah they're like eating all kinds of fish and anyway I went through again and there was still some left afterward but I was like you know what fucking good enough it's fine it's a leased car I don't need to resell it or anything that's true yeah um oh my god that's so funny and okay the epilogue to this story is we were like we can't keep going through this with Alan where he eats something yeah. and we have to take him to the emergency vet it's and expensive freak out. and, and it's stressful. It's stressful. It's takes you just like your life is totally interrupted. So yeah. we're like, there's got to be a solution to him. A muzzle eating. Well, I, my dad was like, you should get him a foxtail mask. And I looked it up and it is this like mesh bag that you put over your dog's head when you walk them to stop foxtails from going in their mouth or their oh, ears. Wow. And it's better than a muzzle because a muzzle, they can't pant oh. while you, they have a muzzle on. But oh, the they bag, can't? they can open their mouth. Yeah, because the muzzle holds their mouth closed. Oh. Um, and so, like, if they can pant, they can eat, you yeah. know? Unless there's something covering the front of their mouth. Oh, right. Because it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we got him this mesh bag that goes over his head. And now we care. We, ha- I mean, we're trying it out. He fucking hates it. Of course. And it looks so stupid. 
but it works so well. He yeah. can't eat anything on the walks, but he can still smell stuff and he can still pant and stuff and he can see through it. Yeah. Um, but it just gets the weirdest stares. But here's where this ties into, I think you should leave season two, which just came <laughs> out. Uh, it's like Peter and I have been taking pictures of Alan with the bag on his head, just texting it to each other. Like there's too much fucking shit on me, man. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to be around anymore, <laughs> which I'm not going to explain to you if you haven't seen. I think you should leave. But that is part of it. Yeah, it's in the first episode of season two. You should. That, um, that first episode is a real doozy. It's really it's good. Real doozy. Good stuff in there. A lot of people have been saying this season is making them very sad. <laughs> yeah, it is melancholy. <laughs> Like my friend Emma was like, I get so upset watching anyone be bullied or yelled at. Mm. And so the first episode where he goes to the haunted house, she's like, (laughs) I got, she got so like, she started crying. I know that one. Like I do feel really bad for his character. I don't. (laughs) As someone who has been heckled, I don't. Yeah. It's like, you can't help it though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's been, I I feel like so much has happened since the last time you and I recorded that I just don't even know where to start. The birds shitting on my car was such a big thing, but also I have watched so much good TV in the time since we last recorded that I can't even, I don't even know where to start. I don't even remember what I've watched. Your bird story reminded me that a couple weeks ago, um, one of the producers I work with called me out of the blue and said, Lisa, you're the only first person I thought of who can help me with this. Um, a bird, a five foot tall bird is in my backyard and it's staring at me through, <laughs> through the patio door. And I don't know what to do. A five foot tall bird. What kind of bird well, is looked, five feet it, tall? It was like a great blue uh, heron or, oh my God. or egret. I forget which, yeah. um, but it, it was big and it did have that kind of evil look in its eye and it was just staring. And then it, it just kind of parked out in his yard for a while Were you like, have you eaten any unusual eggs lately? (laughs) Have you been stealing eggs? (laughs) Did you bulldoze any nests? (laughs) And I was like, okay, it doesn't look injured. I think just wait it out because that thing could definitely fuck you up if you get anywhere near it. (laughs) Do Um, not let it into your house no matter how politely it asks. Don't invite invite it in. Um, But it's weird because he lives in Hancock Park, which is like not close to. Not close to the water. No, but these things can travel. Yeah, they have uh, wings. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually it landed on his barbecue and he was so upset by the idea of it shitting on his barbecue that oh, he, God, he yeah. went and like shoot it and it flew away. Yeah, that would be, you would just never feel confident barbecuing again, I don't think. No, imagine him like bringing the barbecue to the car wash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really glad I don't ever have to cook stuff on the top of my car. <laughs> I mean, you could, I mean, you could in the dead of summer, you could. Yeah, I don't. I, I never will now. I, uh, speaking of cars, I got to try a brand new Ford Bronco the other day. Try driving it? Yeah. Or fucking it? <laughs> I, I fucked it a little. Uh, my friend Alana, um, we've been like car pen pals for a while. And we finally met in person. It was really fun. Oh and God. she tests cars for a living and <gasps> writes about them. Does, Is that how you met? Um, yes, she... <laughs> <laughs> Ohana listens to this, I think. So hello. Um, <laughs> she, uh, she wrote me under like a professional context because she wanted, she was like, oh, would you be interested in contributing to Car and Driver or something? Uh, and she was like, oh, we don't need to like get into a back and forth email chain. You know, she was like very, and I was just like, nope, you're my car friend now. Like I, I just like, I just kept it going because um, I was so excited to have someone to talk to about cars. Um, 
And so she picked me up in a new Ford Bronco that she'd been testing for the week. Oh. And um, she gave me a stick shift driving lesson in the LA Zoo parking lot because <gasps> I haven't driven stick in 10 years. So, oh my God. Um, I only stalled out once, but I did accidentally go into third gear when I meant to go into first quite a few times. So, I have no idea how to drive stick shift. My college boyfriend tried to teach me and I ruined his car. <laughs> <laughs> well, the modern ones are like really forgiving. Like if you stall, they automatically start up again. Yeah. And it was so smooth. It was like. Almost like an automatic. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Except you, you get to like move a stick around, yeah. which is really fun. And then as you get faster, you get to go into another gear. They should and have like, automatic cars that have just like a yes. purposeless <laughs> stick that you get to move around and feel they cool. <laughs> Because I don't want to learn how to drive a stick shift, but I do want to be like, vroom, and like yank back on a thing. I want to just have a pretend one because it looks and feels so cool. And you get like respect you don't necessarily deserve from other people when you drive stick. Well, and like, you know how um, they have like for kids sitting in the front seat of a car, (laughs) like a fake steering wheel that you can put on. (laughs) This is a brilliant idea. Um, I'm really excited about the new Ford Bronco, but- it has really bad miles per gallon. Like oh. it's very inefficient, inefficient fuel wise. So um, I think if you get one for your like day to day commute, you're not a good person. <laughs> 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 but I mean, it's just like too big and just so many OJ jokes are running through my head right now. They're getting <laughs> stuck in the doorway, all trying to come out at the same time. <laughs> If I did it, I, um, it's like, are they not fuel efficient because they want you to run out of gas yeah, on the highway? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. If you buy it, you're not a good person. You're not like a murderer. But like, <laughs> um, I think, um, they're going to make a, a hybrid or plug in electric, mm. uh, very soon. So mm. I'm interested in that, but I would want the smaller version, the baby Bronco. Cause it's not fucking huge. It was enormous. It was so chonky. And like, and I don't go off-roading. Like it, it had this crawl mode that I tried it in where you could use that if you're like crawling over rocks, but I was just oh. in the parking lot. So it was just like, vruh, 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 like going oh, like two miles an hour. Crawl mode. Yeah. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, this brings me to another thing that happened in the time since we recorded that I realized we maybe haven't talked about, which is I saw F9, the new <gasps> fast, F9, the fast saga, Yes. Lisa, have you watched any of the Fast and Furious movies? So I had not, and I kind of felt like, oh, I don't know how to get into this. And then my sister-in-law is really into them, so she put them on one one night while we were like doing a puzzle or something. So I kind of had it on in the background. Okay. I wasn't paying much attention. Um, but it seems like something I would enjoy. I think you would fucking love these movies. Right. I've only seen two of them, and I'm not sure which ones. I know I've seen <laughs> F9 now, and I think I saw Furious 7. Um but we rented a private theater to see F9 wow. <laughs> with like a bunch of Peter's friends. Fun. And um, it, so, okay. The first movie like is supposed to be trying to be like a kind of realistic movie about like the underground world of street racing. Right. And then I think by like movie number four, they're like, doing international like jewel heists or whatever. (laughs) And it just gets crazier from there. And so by the time you get to F9, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen it, they're trying to like save the world from like a terrorist who's going to like deploy a satellite to like control all of the internet in the world or something. And uh, literally uh, Tyrese and Ludacris go into space in a, Pontiac with a rocket strapped to it. 
<laughs> wearing like wearing like scuba suits. Oh my god! Wow. It's so fucking unhinged. Wow! <laughs> it's so crazy and it's so good. They're having so much fun the entire time. It's one of those movies where it's like it is so stupid and so ridiculous, and they know while yeah. they're making it and they're having fun with it. Like there's a scene in the movie where Tyrese almost figures out that he's in a movie (laughs) where he's like, have you noticed that like we've done a lot of crazy shit and like we never die. And like there are so many times when we should have died and we didn't. And like, (laughs) I really am like, is he about to look into camera and just say, are we in a movie? And then instead he goes like, I think we might be invincible. Yeah. I gotta see this. You gotta see these movies. All of them? Do I have to start from the beginning? And, I have and no idea. Way- I've only seen two of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think you need to start at the beginning. I Probably think, not. I think start at four or five is what I've been told. Okay. I'm going to watch five tomorrow. I do like a good, stupid action movie. That is really pleasing. I will say, yeah, it was like... I left feeling like that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and also I was like, I could never write that. No, I don't know. I'm I not a good enough writer to write that. I wouldn't know how to write those things. Oh, no. Are the ac- ac- action sequences um, easy to follow? Like, are they fun to watch? The action sequences are really fun to watch. Good. Like the camera is kind of shaky, but yeah. like they're really like, there's a whole Helen Mirren is in them. The, the number of guest stars is crazy. It's like oh. out of control. There's an amazing like car chase scene with Helen Mirren after she like robs some jewels. Um, and it's just, <laughs> it's just out of control, but yeah, the action sequences are really good. That's a really, that's a skill because a lot of action movies, like once they get to the real like chase or action sequence, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. And you zone out for a few minutes. The whole but fucking like, movie is an action sequence. Mission impossible movies are really good. At the yeah. action Sequences. It's a good. really hard thing. I, like, I wonder how you can be good at that. I, I don't, don't know. know how. And all the Marvel movies are bad at it. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. I haven't seen any of the Marvel movies. I've seen a couple and whenever there's a fight scene, it's just like, Ugh. yeah. Okay. Um, Fast and Furious, the action scenes are ridiculous. And they're with cars. Yeah. Sounds fun. It's really fun. You'd love it. Yeah. I wonder how you'd feel about it as a car person. I mean, probably great. They always like <laughs> drive places in separate cars. <laughs> like they like a big group of people go yeah. somewhere and each one of them has a car. <laughs> they never carpool. <laughs> they never Why carpool. Would they? <laughs> that would mean less cars, which is worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, F9 opens with like three of them showing up in the same car and he's like, oh my God, this must be an emergency. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about like race cars or like performance cars. Okay. But are you interested? Yeah. They have like a lot of different kinds of cars in it, I think now. Oh yeah. There's like a big tank one and like. Mm -hmm. There's a little something for everyone. Mm -hmm. Nice. And then like the big final action scene, it's like. The terrorists are in like a big bus, like driving down the road. And it's like, you know, you're up against the car people. Why don't you just like be in a building and then they won't know how to like attack you with their cars. Well, it's a car movie. It's got to be car on car. It's got to be car on car. Anyway. If you want to see that other, you got to see a building movie if you want to see them be in a building. Do you remember how sleepy I was when we started recording this episode? And now I feel like I've had 10 cups of coffee because I've been talking about Fast and Furious for 10 minutes. I think I got sleepier. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> not because not of you. Just, <laughs> just because I've been talking about Fast and Furious for so long. I don't know. I've had a twitch in my eye for over a week now. Like, what is that? Is that What's allergies? What is, it's like Allergies have been really bad. Or is it my lack of sleep that I know about now that I Fitbit tells me uh, I never sleep? Should we do chunch chat? Yes. Okay. It's time for Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony band Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about Chunch. Chunch. If you hear running water in the background, it's because it's my dishwasher. Um, <laughs> I thought right. you were going to say something Chunch related. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, all right, Chunch Chat. Uh, what do I got? What do I got? Uh, okay, Martha Stewart on her Instagram, Martha Stewart 48 um, she posted about her donkeys. This isn't chunch, but it is chunch adjacent. Um, she posted true men, brownish and Jude whitish Two <laughs> already weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two of the five miniature Sicilian donkeys five. I thought she only had four, um, who reside on the farm are being trained to walk politely from place to place. They came to pay me a visit at the kitchen door, just as I was toasting brioche for caviar canapes. <laughs> And champagne later today. They loved the brioche. Cherry pie in the oven. Resting with leg elevated as instructed as much as possible. In between chores, of course, because she her leg is still busted. And she's... Um, I just think I, there's so much information packed in there. Uh, and there's two cute donkeys who are just kind of standing. So it's just extremely Martha-ish. It's every so every word Martha, of that. Every part of it. It's it's almost a parody. But I, I really love it. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I should mention, uh, Britney Spears has been horseback riding. Yes, to celebrate being allowed to hire her own lawyer. That's right. She did have a horse riding post like a few, maybe like a month ago. She said she's been into horses. Uh, and then here was another one. Um, and you can kind of see if you look closely, someone's leading the horse. Oh, yeah. So we're keeping her safe. We got to protect Britney. Protect Britney. At all costs. We can't have her falling off a horse right now. Protect Britney and free Britney. Free Britney. I agree with this. Um, does that conclude Chunch Chat? It does. That concludes Chunch Chat. We will be right back with One on Fun. Sometimes the line for coffee wraps around the building. Sometimes you get your car shit on by a bunch of birds and you think it's just nuts. Uh, sometimes you accidentally put all of your delicate laundry in the dryer and put it on high heat instead of delicates and the linen pants that you bought, uh, in one size up from the previous pair that you bought because you wanted a more comfortable (laughs) pair all of a sudden just fit the way the other pairs you have fit. And it's because of you and you did that. Sometimes life stinks, but the good news is you don't have to (laughs) because native has your back. (laughs) Those were very specific. How did you come up with Just those? Just general things I think might happen to other people. Native cares about the products you put on your body. They're about stopping the stink the right way. That's the native difference. Have you tried their body wash, toothpaste, or their brand new mineral-based sunscreen? I, I have. I tried the body wash and it smells delightful. We are big fans of the body wash here at Baby Geniuses Co. Yes, we are. And I wear the deodorant for other people's benefit, but I personally... 
It's not for me. It's for other people that I wear it. And I think they appreciate it. Lately, I'm into the coconutty one because it makes me think of summer, which it is. <laughs> also, the other day, I uh, forgot that I was wearing a T-shirt and I just put it directly on the T-shirt. And <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? And it didn't leave that much of a mark. <laughs> you can get their deodorant and body wash in amazing scents like coconut and vanilla, citrus and herbal musk, lavender and rose, and more. There's so many different... I know. Sense, and you can just pick the one that you like and it's you won't smell like other people. Um, stay fresh, stay clean with Native by going to nativedeo.com slash geniuses or use promo code geniuses at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash geniuses or use promo code geniuses at checkout for 20% off your first order. Woohoo! Since the dawn of time, screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories. But now, three Hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible. Break a story in one hour. That's right. Here on Story Break, I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award-winning shows like Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now, an awesome movie starts with an awesome title. I chose The Billionaire's Marriage Valley. Mine was Christmas Pregnant Paradise. <laughs> okay, next we need a protagonist. So I've heard Wario best described as libertarian, Mario. <laughs> and of course, every great movie needs a stellar pitch. In order to get to heaven, sometimes you gotta raise a little hell. Ha <laughs> <laughs> that's the tagline! Check out Story Break every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for One on Fun, the segment where we ask each other insightful questions to get to the heart of what makes us tick. We explore our self-identity and our connection to each other. Yeah. Hmm? Okay, well, <laughs> Lisa. Qu- uh, yeah? Question. Uh-huh. What makes you tick? <laughs> makes me tick. It's really a, it's a tangled knot of hobbies mm-hmm. and... Um, and some things that delight me that I just keep returning to over and over again as I cling to a purpose for (laughs) continuing. Okay. Follow up question. What do you think the phrase, what makes you tick means? I think it makes, it's like, what turns you on baby? Okay. All right. Like what, what's, what are you into? What keeps you going? Yeah. All right. What stops you from, you know, Yeah, <laughs> I just pretended to shoot myself in the head. Um, that was dark. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just made Peter watch the Unagi episode of Friends, though. And so now whenever people do finger gun to the head, I just think about Unagi. Because <laughs> that's the same gesture. <laughs> I like that you're, it's always you're making Peter watch <laughs> Friends. He doesn't want to watch you're it. You're strapping him down. He's and- agreeing to watch it, but he really hates a lot of it. <laughs> And it's like we watch it right before uh, we go to sleep. And so I always fall asleep. And then he just is watching it a lot. Oh, no. And so like last night as we were going to bed, I was like looking at the episodes that were coming up. And I was like, ooh, this next one after the one we're watching is the worst episode. Good night. And then I'm just like, <laughs> not have to be away So cruel. And then this morning he was like, you're right. Those episodes were terrible. Which ones were terrible? It's the storyline where Ross starts dating that college student. 
Oh, and I the first those. one's I awful. So and then the second one is the worst. It's the one with Joey's fridge where his fridge is broken and he's just trying to get people to pay for it. And oh, that's like, yeah. that's such a pointless story. But then it also sucks. Ross is like, I'm terrified of this 20 year old going on spring break because I'm a psycho. I hated those. And then, and then that stupid like water balloon fight. Yeah. And just, that sucks ass. It sucks so bad. Um, Wow. Yeah. That's, that's marriage. Um, forcing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Emily. Yes. What's the most useless thing you own? (laughs) The most useless thing I own. Um, I just buy every bra Instagram tells me to buy and I keep thinking everyone's going to fix it. I was thinking about doing that yesterday. I was like, I, I just need, I just need a bra that's going to fix it. Have you found any answers? Um, None of the bras are going to fix it. I will say I'm like tempted to show you the bra I'm wearing right now because it's crazy looking. Um, I'm just going to show you. Okay, I want to see. Whoa. It's got a zipper and a bunch of like Velcro straps on it. That's cool. It I like feels it like I'm in a tank. I love it because it looks so technical. Yeah, it feels like I'm doing science to my body, but I'm still not enjoying it. Yeah, it Um, looks like something you could wear in like a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I buy like high impact bras for like runners, even though I never run ever. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want my back to hurt. I just got a high impact sports bra um, just for horseback riding because I don't want my, you know, things to show. Um, (laughs) You can say nipples on this podcast. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm uh, scarred by S and P. Um, <laughs> my female nipples. Um, <laughs> uh, but it looks like um, it looks like sort of an exoskeleton or something. It looks very Star Trek. Okay. Yeah. So Do you I'm, like it? Does it work? I like it. It's not comfortable. It's I guess too so what tight. I, the answer to your question is: I have a bunch of bras that don't work. Yeah. That are I, just. Yeah, I just want like a soft, like sports style bra that's so soft and comfortable, but also yes. keeps everything. But keeps everything in place. And I have like a new favorite bra that they stopped making. Uh. As, as soon as I like a bra and it starts to work, they stop making it and then I wear it out. <laughs> so frustrating. Um, I have the same problem with underwear. And everyone who has ever heard me complain about this has recommended a bra for me that will not work. Yeah. So before you... Suggest one of those like long line bras. Just know that on my body that will not work. Mm-hmm. They will roll up at the bottom. Oh, I hate that. Um, because I have uh love handles that are really high. So any of the bras where it's like it goes down to your waist, I'm like, my waist is like three inches higher than everyone else's. So um there's no bra that will work on me. My body is a problem. It's not a problem. Your body's perfect. Okay, thank you. It's society that's a problem. Yes. Or whatever, those companies that make things. Um, <laughs> I thought you were like a bra-free person, but you've decided to. Well, I was a bra-free person for most of the pandemic, and my back problems just got worse. And then one day I put a bra on for like a Zoom meeting, and I didn't have back pain, <laughs> yeah. and I was so <laughs> furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now instead I just buy every bra. Um, I bought two, the most useless thing is I bought two skims bras that were mesh. Oh, I was, like, I was curious how I those was would like, work out. It's so hot. There must be a mesh bra that I can buy that will work. And I just figured that because Kim Kardashian has huge tits that she might make a mesh bra that would work for huge tits. And it's so scratchy and it's so hard to put on. I'm not even going to try it. Has she... 
ever made a truly great product. I don't know. I don't think so. Kim, if you're listening, and we know you are. We know you are. Write in and um, give away all your money, please. (laughs) I was um, online shopping for a swimsuit, and I got so frustrated because I was on this website, and they had this statement. I was trying to find out, like, how ethical it was, Uh their, their clothing, and they had this statement that said, we care. Our aim is to make our garments increasingly more sustainable. We know we still have work to do, but we believe we will make it. And I was like- That is saying nothing. How about you either do it or shut the fuck up? Like, what does that mean? It means nothing. And it was this company. And then I looked it up. And of course, like all the places that rate how sustainable companies are, were like, yeah, this place sucks. They're not doing anything. Oh, yeah. It was um, Oisho, which is owned by Inditex, which owns a lot of brands that are not sustainable at all. It's just like, oh, we try. We do care. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck off. I went down like a rabbit hole of trying to learn about how to how companies are like fair trade certified mm-hmm. because I was trying to buy some like Guatemalan fabric and I was like I know that there is I was like I feel I love Guatemalan fabric I think it's so cool but there is a lot of ways that it's sold that is really fucked up yeah and I really wanted to find like an ethical place to buy it from and I just got so confused by all of the like different certifying things and like none of the companies were they were all like we aren't fair trade but not technically and I'm like that's not what does that, mean? that means nothing it's, it means you're not fair trade it's such a fucking rabbit hole trying to figure that shit out and once again, it's like one of those things where it's like, it should not, you can't buy your way out of it. It's no. the system. Yeah. It shouldn't you be really on wanna, us, but also. If, if you really yeah. want to do well, just don't buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just don't buy stuff. But Easier then I'm also, I'm done. like, is that, uh, <laughs> sorry, Adam's opening up. Uh, nine LaCroix. Nine LaCroix in the background. Um, <laughs> uh, he likes to drink nine at once. What's your problem? <laughs> uh But then buying used fabric means that, like, the people who made the designs aren't getting no money. Yeah. it's uh, But that is still me insisting on buying something. (laughs) And I love to buy things. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Well, also, I'm, like, I've been, like, looking for fabric for my dad to make me more things Mm. with. So, like, that's part of why I was looking. Um, Anyway, does that conclude one on fun? Before we go to Wiki of the Week, I have um, an endorse horse. Yes. Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset, now here's something we endorse. Yes, okay. Um, in addition, <laughs> <Is> it a bra? <laughs> it's not a bra and it's not, I think you should leave season two and it's not F9, even though I do endorse both of those things. <laughs> it is a show on Showtime called Couples Therapy. Oh, I've heard that's good. It is a docuseries about, that is like a couples therapist doing the therapy for real people. And Ooh, that it's like really intriguing. It's fascinating. It had like. And I've read a couple of articles about like how they make it because it really does feel like people are not acting aware of the camera at all. And it's the way that they shot it. It's very cinematic looking, but like they hid the cameras behind like um, two way glass basically so that people like they know they're being filmed, but they're not like looking at the camera and thinking about it while they're in therapy. And everyone that they've interviewed about being on the show has said like, 
you immediately forget that the cameras are there because you just are starting to do the therapy session and because the therapist at the center of it is really good. Oh, that sounds and, great. And um, yeah, and the couples that they chose, they purposefully chose couples who like truly want the help and yeah. who probably wouldn't like. They don't just hate each other. I mean, some of them do kind of hate each other, <laughs> yeah. but like they really do want to like figure out their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're fascinating people and they like, just the whole, there's two seasons. It's, I just I inhaled them. So there's one main therapist who's like the main like yeah, the host. And or- each season, um, and like each season follows like three couples uh, throughout like their 12 sessions. Mm. Um, and so like, it's like each episode has like each couple for a little bit and like going through yeah. their issues. And then also it shows the main therapist talking about those sessions with her clinical advisor. Ooh, interesting. So you get to hear what she thinks about them That's too, so fascinating. which is like so fascinating. Did you find it helpful or informative at all? Were you like, oh, like, uh, yes, <laughs> here's, here's a bad thing I do in my relationship. Yeah. I mean, there's something in like, there's something you can relate to in like almost every couple. It feels like, yeah. Or at least one of the couples in every season. There's some couples where I'm like, oh, my God, this dynamic is so fucked up. I'm like, I thank God I know I'm not in this situation. But, like, you understand, like, if you ever see a glimmer of recognition of something that you've said or done in coming out of one of the people who you're like, I find this person really unrelatable, it makes you think about a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, That sounds really interesting. Yeah. It's just, it sucked me in so hard. Um, I have an endorsed horse for something really basic that probably a lot of listeners already use, but, um, I use this recipe keeping app called paprika that I just like tried. I downloaded it onto my phone and I like it because whenever I'm hungry, I like, I can't remember what I like to eat at all, which sounds like a stupid problem, but it affects me like every day. And I also can't remember what I know how to cook. Yes. I keep remembering stuff that I was making on a regular basis, like two years ago that I'd completely forgotten was in my repertoire. Yeah. And then I like, I limit myself to like cooking three things over and over again. I get so sick of it. Um, so this also encourages me to like expand that a little bit. And so you can find any recipe online and just save it to it and it'll break it down into ingredients and then instructions for you just automatically. And you can add notes in there. You can scan, you know, recipe on hard copy and then put it in there. (gasps) Like, so I can just run down my list of like things and be like, what do I want to cook? Oh yeah. I'll make this. It's kind of, um, improving my life. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm going to check that out. I have another endorse horse. Ooh. Um, double endorse a double endorse a double horse I've just I've had a I've just been enjoying my life lately um (laughs) it must be nice (laughs) um my friend Laurel Randolph who is a best-selling cookbook author who wrote uh if you have an instant pot cookbook she probably wrote it Mm -hmm. uh she has a new book coming out in a couple weeks called The Unofficial Simpsons Cookbook, where she <laughs> made recipes for a bunch of different oh, um, a bunch fun. of different meals that they have on The Simpsons. So there's like a recipe for a special cake for Homer to ruin <laughs> and like the fries from Moe's and like 
uh, <laughs> clove and Tom Collins pie. <laughs> does she have the mashed potatoes that he molds into yes. a circus tent? Ah! Yes, she does. <laughs> yes. She also has a recipe for a nacho hat and just like so many of the things that you can think of. If you, you follow, if you can, you can follow her on Instagram at the joy of cooking Millhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see a bunch of the recipes there, but like she got the full book and Bill Oakley, uh, did the forward for it. Wow. And, the, she gave me a copy of it. I'm going to post some pictures of it soon, but like they did just such a good job, like plating everything. So it looks like the Simpsons and like, yeah, it's great. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah. Um, so that's my other endorse horse pre-order that. What a cool friend to have. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten to eat some of the recipes and stuff too, um, as she's been like cooking them and making them for the photographer and stuff. Yeah. Um, I got to have a slice of the, um, Baltimore cake. <laughs> uh, which is uh from the episode where Bart is working for Agnes Skinner and she's oh, yeah. showing him the cut out pictures of cakes from magazines. Yes. And she's like, you can pick whichever one you want. And he's like, okay, that one. And she's like, not that one. That's yeah. a Baltimore cake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Do we ever actually see the Baltimore cake on the show? Uh, you see like just a little picture of it, but you don't see a real one. Right. Just like a tiny. Yeah, I don't know if that's in the book or if she just did that for the Instagram, but she made one recently and I got to have a slice of it. And it was so good. <laughs> so good. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Um, and the other day, I mean, it, it's not in the book because it was, uh, the book has already been pu- published, but uh, she came over the other night and brought the like, the brownies that Homer makes when they're in Cape Fear and they're in witness protection. Yes. And he's like, Bart, I got the tray of brownies. Do you want some? And like he bursts in with a knife and Bart screams. <laughs> yeah. She made those brownies. They were like, that's great. <laughs> anyway, uh, the unofficial Simpsons cookbook. Uh, I met someone the other day who like hadn't seen the Simpsons at all. Oh, wow. And I'm like, wow, that must be kind of rough because, like, it's just referenced so often. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how many people have just turned off this podcast because we've been talking about it for so long. <laughs> They're like, nope. They didn't even bother to fast forward. They just shut it off. And then they they canceled their Max Fund membership. Don't do that. Don't. Don't, you guys. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that concludes one on fun. Is that the segment we were in? That concludes Indoor Source. Okay, we'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. (laughs) Baby Geniuses is brought to you by Dipsy. Yeah, Dipsy. Have you ever been like watching a TV show and two characters are clearly about to have sex, but then the show stops before they do it? Yes, all the time. I want to know what happens next. It's so frustrating. Show me me that part. (laughs) Tell me the rest of the story. You know, the classic story of boy meets girl or girl meets girl or boy meets girl and they meet another girl. Uh, With Dipsy, the stories continue beyond the initial meetup. Hell yeah. Come hear what happens behind closed doors. You know, all the stuff between when they meet and then when they're in bed with the blanket over the boobs. Yeah. (laughs) Show me under the blanket. (laughs) Or just tell me about it. (laughs) Dipsy's an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. It's all about your imagination and also, you know, your ability to project real the images of real people onto it as well. And pretend that you're under the blanket. Yeah, with Ross and Rachel from Friends. (laughs) And you're under there with a flashlight watching (laughs) 
watching Rachel and Ross. I don't think they have a specific story for that, but you will be surprised at the variety of stories that they do have. (laughs) And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. Like meditation, but not boring. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash geniuses. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash geniuses. Dipseastories.com slash geniuses. And Google how to spell geniuses if you don't know. <laughs> Should I say that really fast? Like add- it's the like uh like it's the fine print. And Google how to spell geniuses if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wiki of the Week. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Daniel Smorkin. Thank you. Smorkin. <laughs> Smokin. <laughs> I feel like you've done that with, I know. with, with every his time. name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's on this a lot of wiki pages. Also, I have another belated endorse horse for um, my brother in law started a parody motivational Instagram account about the mask <laughs> <laughs> called Motivating Mask. <laughs> And it's, uh, I think I have posted a few of them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess I, it's motivating dot mask on Instagram. (laughs) Oh man, that sounds Um, great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, this week's Wikipedia page is the Wikipedia page for Carolina Olson. Who's that? Carolina Olson. I was going to let you start, but I'll do it. Uh, born October 29th, 1861. Died April 5th, 1950. Also known as uh, Silverskan Paokno, or the Sleeper of Okno, was a Swedish woman who purportedly remained in hibernation between 1876 and 1908. 32 years. Hibernation? That's a coma. She is goals, baby. <laughs> This is believed to be the longest time that anyone has lived in this manner, who then awoke without any residual symptoms. That's impossible. How could you not have residual yeah. symptoms? I don't understand. I guess I'll have to read more to find out. Also, isn't hibernation a symptom? <laughs> How are we defining symptom? <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Life. Olson, if you can call it that. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> Olson was born in Okno near Monsteras, the second eldest of five children. Her siblings were all brothers. She suffered a head wound while outdoors at age 14 on February 18th, 1876, but seemed to recover from it quickly. On February 22nd, she complained of a toothache. Uh-oh. Her family believed that her tooth was sore because of witchcraft and she was ordered to go to bed. However, when she fell asleep, she did not wake up. Her father was a fisherman and unable to afford a doctor, and the family relied instead on the advice of friends and the town midwife. Olson's mother force-fed her milk and sugar water. Finally, the neighbors paid for a visit from a doctor, who was unable to wake the sleeping girl and determined that she was in a coma. The doctor continued to visit her for a year, after which he wrote to the editor of Scandinavia's leading medical journal soliciting the help of other professionals in finding a cure for Olson's continuous sleep state. Olsen was visited by doctors who noted that her hair, fingernails, and toenails did not appear to grow. What? What? The family reported that Olsen occasionally sat up and mumbled prayers she had learned by rote in childhood. That is what? So fucking creepy. What? Oh, bad. Oh, <laughs> Rob boy. gives that the thumbs down. <laughs> <clears throat> One doctor who visited Olsen was Johann Emil Amblad. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. That name is spelled A L M B L A D H. I just I did my best. Oh, you are tired. Um, blah. <laughs> your, mouth, your mouth just. I feel like my tongue's not big enough to pronounce that name. <laughs> Uh, who thought that her sleep state was a result of hysteria. In July 1892, Olson was hospitalized in Oscar Shaman, where she was treated with electroconvulsive therapy. On August 2nd, 1892, she was released from the hospital without awakening or her situation improving. The hospital said that the appropriate diagnosis was dementia paralytica, However, there is little to suggest that she actually suffered from that illness. She was not re-examined by a doctor until she awoke from her sleep. 32 um, years later. Dementia paralytica is like a severe neuropsychiatric disorder uh, caused by chronic <clears throat> meningoencephalitis that leads to cerebral atrophy. Okay. Whoa. And late stage syphilis. Good to know. Um, Good to know. During the entire time she was asleep, Olson was given two glasses of milk each day. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That <laughs> that would give me a lot of diarrhea. Um, her mother died yeah. in 1904, and after this, a maid continued to take care of Olson and the household. Upon the death of her brother in 1907, Carolina began crying hysterically, although she remained in an assumed coma. Oh, no. She reportedly did not touch any food that she received during her years in bed, and the family's maid never heard her speaking. Whoa. Okay. So she's, she's like aware that her brother died. Yeah. She's just living on milk. This is so odd. Okay. Olson awoke on April 3rd, 1908, 32 years and 42 days after she had first fallen asleep. The maid found her crying and jumping on the floor. When her surviving brothers arrived, however, she did not recognize them. She was very thin and pale and she showed sensitivity to light during the first few days after awakening. Well, duh. She was weak and had difficulty speaking. She could still read and write, and she remembered everything that she had learned before she fell asleep. Newspaper reporters from all over Europe and the United States traveled to Okno to interview her, and she and the family went into hiding to avoid the attention. She submitted to psychiatric testing in Stockholm and was found to be in full possession of the faculties that she had possessed before she fell asleep. At 46 years old, she was described as appearing no older than 25. What? Because she had no sun exposure. Right. And she, like, wasn't using her muscles, really. Yeah, but then it also suggests that, like, her cells were not degenerating, like, at a regular yeah, rate. Like, at a regular rate, Everything yeah. just kind of went into stasis. But she wasn't 25 when she went to sleep. She was, like, oh, bit 14, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, so she, was she still just aging, aged, but aging, but slower, yeah. Weird. Um, Weird. Buddies. It has been speculated that Olson may not really have been asleep and hibernating all that time. There were many unexplained characteristics of her state. For example, her hair, fingernails, toenails not seeming to grow. Yeah. Was she waking up for an hour a night and just doing that? Yeah. She's just like, mm-hmm, got to groom, got to shave my legs, got to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, psychiatrist Dr. Frodstrom met Olson in 1910. He published a paper on her condition in 1912 titled La Dormus d'Ocno. 21 ans de stupeur, garrison complete. But his analysis was limited to her situation being an unclear case of hibernation. It was later revealed that Olson did wake up occasionally, and when she did, she reacted with sorrow, sorrow and anger. Protestrom speculated that Olson thought that she was seriously ill and that she remained still with her eyes closed and refused to eat to elicit sympathy. 
No. It has been conjectured that her mother had helped her and kept the fact secret that she was no longer hibernating. What? Weird. But I feel like back then, doctors used to say that about a lot of women's issues. They'd be like, they're just doing it to- Doing it for attention. Elicit sympathy. And like, they would would say that about um, hyperemesis or what is that thing where like when you're pregnant and you like get really sick and you just can't stop puking? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Doctors would just be like, oh, they're just doing it for attention. When you're like dying, you're so fucking sick. Right, yeah. Uh, horrible. Horrible. Um, I really want to know what was going on. Me too. It's fascinating. Even if her mother was helping her and keeping the fact secret, like her mother died. So yeah, it seems like that secret would have gotten out. I don't know. Did they just never change the sheets? No, they must have. Right? But what would they do with her? Uh, I've got questions. I have so many questions. questions. I have so many questions. This is why it's Wikipedia, not necessarily like a book. (laughs) Because a book would be forced to answer all our questions or at least acknowledge them. Yeah, that's what books are for. (laughs) I wouldn't know. (laughs) Um, Wow. Death. Olsen died in 1950, aged 88, from an intracranial hemorrhage. Yeah. See also catatonia, persistent vegetative state, and hikikomori. Oh. Hikikomori is acute social withdrawal, a total withdrawal from society, and seeking extreme degrees of social isolation and confinement. <laughs> Picture is just like a guy hunched holding a gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that a gun? I thought it was a broom. No, it's a sword. Oh, okay. You were, we're yeah. both wrong. It's a, it's a sword, it's a, yeah. like a katana. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for sending us this very disturbing page. This kind of reminds me of that book, um, My Year of Rest and Relaxation. Have you read that? Oh, I haven't read that. Um, I liked it. Is it just about someone lying in bed for a year? Kind of, yeah. It's fiction. And they just, they take a lot of drugs and they just kind of decide to like peace out and lie in bed for a full year and not work and not do anything. Huh. It's like... It's uh that's it's more more interesting book than it sounds. Yeah. I liked it. Um yeah, interesting page. Um that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for what did I learn? What did I learn? Lisa. Uh, what did you learn today? Uh well I learned I think I would really enjoy F9. Yes. Yes, sounds I think like you would. sounds like my bag. Yeah. Charlie's Theron's in it. Oh, I like her. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh. What did you learn? Oh, I learned. Today specifically. Today I. And in the last hour. Learned that Lisa knows how to drive stick. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not very well. And that there was a woman who slept for a long time. <laughs> I don't recall her name. <laughs> <laughs> Carolina Olson. Uh, should we do some bad store names? Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We've been getting some good ones. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Emily's mouth is quitting. <laughs> My mouth doesn't work no more. <laughs> um, <laughs> a furniture store called Shack of Sit. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that one. Um, a yarn shop in North Carolina called Lucky You. You were like a, sh- oh, a sheep. Oh, yeah. It's cute. 
um, a bakery chain in Paris called Land and Monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Why? They also have a slogan that makes no sense. Dream fair. Eat. Fun. It's just that thing of like, if we had a, a bakery that had those words in French, you would think it was elegant. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just saw a crab shack called She's Got Crabs. It made me feel itchy and nervous. <laughs> uh, vac that thing up. Vacuum shop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Curl up and die. <laughs> a hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. Uh, I like that. Um, here's a place called King Butt. <laughs> <laughs> and that one broke Rob. <laughs> it's in Germany, and it has a sign that just says pizza, burger, grill, and drinks. <laughs> Do you want to be king butt? Come on in. Um, <laughs> Is it just spelled B-U-T-T? Yeah. And then there's a picture of a crown. Uh, it's funny. That's also reminds me of a joke from The Office where um, someone asks Andy to keep a secret and he says, they used to call me King Tut because I was so good at keeping things under wraps. And then it cuts to him in confessional being like, they actually called me King Butt because of my <laughs> king size butt. It's <laughs> so stupid. It's so stupid. And I love it so much. Did you see that article going around that where they uh, apparently like James Gandolfini was offered a role on The Office <laughs> um, after, you know, uh, what's his name left? Michael Scott. Um, oh, yeah. and he was considering it and they were going to pay him 4 million and then HBO paid him 3 million to not do it. Really? They were like, don't be on that crappy little show. <gasps> You're in our prestige. I didn't hear program. about that. Uh, yeah. It was like going around yesterday. I think. Whoa. Isn't that weird? Can you imagine? That's so weird. Him on the office. I'm kind of sad that didn't happen. I mean, I can because they had like everyone from the wire on it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of too bad. Um, For many years, there was an indigenous art gallery and didgeridoo shop here in Perth, Western Australia, named Didges We Do. Um, I posted a picture of it online with a comment saying that puns like that should be illegal, and the owner went through my entire photo roll, (laughs) figured out where I worked, phoned it, and yelled abuse at me down the line for five minutes. They went out of business soon after. (laughs) Oh, my God. I like the backstory on that one. Um, That seems like enough for today. Thanks, everybody. Those are great. Um, I feel like I remembered one that I saw myself, but I, I won't remember right now. Um, thank you for sending us those. Uh, you can continue to send us butt pics, store names, and just little, um, pieces of praise to <laughs> <laughs> little though, little, little pieces keep of it praise. Small. Yes. We can't, if you, if you. Do it too big, I get overwhelmed. I, I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baby Geniuses Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me. At, I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm online at Lisa Draws. Um, Thanks to our producer, Rob Para. And our composer, Nate Heller. And, and goodbye. goodbye. Yay. Baby Geniuses. A perfect we amount of podcast. Yes. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. 
Hey, I'm Jordan Morris, creator of the Max Fun scripted sci-fi comedy podcast, Bubble. We just released a special episode of Bubble to celebrate the launch of our new graphic novel. At SF Sketchfest in 2019, we recorded a live show with Allison Becker, Eliza Skinner, Mike Mitchell, Christella Alonzo, and special guests Gene Gray, Jonathan Colton, Jesse Thorne, Nick Weiger, and a bunch of other cool folks. We suspect he'll show signs of mutation when in a state of excitement. Now, Annie matched with him on Tinder, so she's going to act as the honeypot. I do enjoy being called a honeypot. Hey, you know what's better than honey? Gravy. (gasps) Oh, yeah, can I be the gravy sack? Out now on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get podcasts. And pick up the graphic novel at your local bookstore today. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.